So we've mm -hmm. just finished 30 really challenging daf of, uh, of Kodshim, dealing with the intricacies of the Avodah Space Amikdash, of, of Temple service. And that's the only way we can get into that world, is, is through learning it and understanding it, uh, because we can't actually operate, we can't actually serve in the Beit HaMikdash. Uh, and we get to the end of that section now, and tomorrow we start just um, much more familiar material, dealing with Arve Psochim, dealing with the Pesach Seder, and everything that's involved in it. Uh, but right at the end of all this, the Gemara gives us an example of how, in addition to using Kodshim as we do as a way of immersing ourselves in the temple service, in the Avodah Space Amikdash, it also is an opportunity. There are, there are principles, there are life principles we can learn, as technical as it seems to be. There are amazing life principles that we can learn. So right on the, on the last Mishnah in, in this section, in the, in the ninth Perik, Tanurabona, this is the, the Gemara on the last Mishnah. If, if there's a, a group of people have got together to make a Korban Pesach together, and they've, they've identified a lamb, which is going to be their Korban Pesach. And the lamb wanders off. So they send one person to go looking for the lamb, to go and try and find the lamb. It's been dedicated already for the Korban Pesach. Uh, if they make an arrangement with one another, if I don't come back in time, then you guys do the Korban Pesach for me as well. And they say, and if you find the lamb, then you do the Korban Pesach for all of us. So they're, they're splitting up and they can't text each other and they can't communicate. They've got to go and, and, and hope for the best. So that way, the, the din then is, Ochil min harishun. Then the first one that is the, the, the first one that is found, if they find the original one first, then that is the Korban Pesach. If they don't, and the others, then that's the big Korban Pesach. So of the two potential lambs for the Korban Pesach, only one can be used, and the other one will eventually have to be will have to be burnt. They can't, they can't get any use out of it. But if he just went off and they made no arrangement. He just said, I'm going to look for the lamb. They said, fine, off he goes. Then they operate as two different groups. He finds the lamb, he brings it. They find, they're ready for the Korban Pesach, they bring it. And you end up with two Korban Pesachs and the lamb doesn't go to waste. So which is better? Is it better to make, it, to make an arrangement or not to make an arrangement? Clearly not making the arrangement is, is the better one because that way both, both of them can be used. There's more flexibility in not having made the arrangement. Mikan Amru Chachamim, so the Gemara says on the top of Tzadi Tesomud Aleph, Mikan Amru Chachamim, from here the Chachamim said, Yafesh Tikal Chachamim, being silent, being quiet is a good thing for wise people to do, knowing when not to talk. So wh why that? Why for Chachamim? Because wh what is the Ezehu Chacham Haro'eet Hanolad? We taught in Perkavos, who is a Chacham? A Chacham is a person who can foresee consequence who can see the outcome of an action. So if this person who's going off to, to look for the lost lamb foresees that if I make an arrangement with them, we're going to waste one lamb, so best I do say nothing, that's that's a chacham who understands the consequence of his words and knows when it's better not to talk. Imagine if we all functioned that way. If every time we talked, we thought about the the consequences, like Ray Dalio says, the second order, third order consequences, not just the first order consequences, the chain effect of the consequences, and you understand what the consequences of what you're saying are, 
we would be more careful about what we say, and sometimes it's good to say nothing. That's yofeshtika lechachomim. So if a chacham, if a wise person can foresee the consequences of what he's saying, then he knows when to be quiet, and it's a wonderful midah. Then the Gemara adds, kal letipshim. And if for wise people it's a good idea to know when to keep quiet, for fools it's even better. It's a wonderful thing for fools to know when to keep quiet. Shenemar, and then he brings a posuk from, from Mishle, which you've got in the, in the sources here. Gam evil macharish chacham yechashev. Even a fool who keeps quiet can be considered as a wise person. Otems fatav navon, one who knows how to seal his lips, can be seen as a very intelligent human being. And here we have a piece of Rabbeinu Yonah and a piece of Meiri. Let's see if we can manage to look at, the, at them both. Says Rabbeinu Yonah, this is written by the wisest of all people, King Solomon, gives advice to the fool. Just keep quiet and listen. Don't speak. Nobody will accuse him of stupidity if he keeps quiet. You're only accused of stupidity sometimes when you say something stupid. But a person who keeps quiet will never be accused of stupidity. So it's a good thing to do. People will think that he's, a, he's acting like a wise person. Because that's the way of a wise person. It's the character of a wise person to, to apply their ears. And to keep quiet and to listen. That's what wise people do. So when you see a fool doing it, he's acting like a wise person. And what does it mean that's a derech hachomim? That this is the important part, that it's, this is part of chokhmah, is listening. We think wisdom is talking. Wisdom is listening. Wisdom is being able to hear. And, and the, the shtiko is you've got to sa'ulacharish. You've got to silence your mind. Often when one's sitting and listening, you're already thinking about what you want to ask or what you think about it. You're judging. Just listen. Just listen. Just hear. And not to say what you think, what your opinion is. The, um, I'm trying to remember who it was that used to say, uh, one, one of the Gedoli Israel, recent Gedoli Israel, if you used to ask him his opinion, what do you think about the elections in America? What do you think about this? What? He would say, what difference does it make what I think? Are you asking me a shaila? If you're asking me a shaila, I'll answer. If there's a practical... But if there's not, you ask me for my opinion. What's, what does it matter? What, why is it important? It's my opinion. Um, and, and we're always very quick to want to give our opinions. They're meaningless. They don't mean anything to anybody. They're just our opinion. The Lord Allah doesn't reveal his opinion. What do you gain by revealing your opinion? If other people agree with you, you gain nothing. If they disagree with you, you gain some enemies. So why even share it? Just keep quiet. Through this you do learn chokhmah. So even the fool who acts in this way, it's not only that he will fool people into thinking he's wise, he will actually become wiser. You'll get the benefit of that. The middah of a navon is somebody who, when he wants to reveal his, his thoughts, he's able to close his mouth. 
כי השמחה לאיש במענה פיו. Because it's such fun to give your opinion, to be seen like an expert on everything, to talk. We like to talk, it feels good. But an avon, יסגור שפתיו וימשול ברוח מענות עד אחרי המתון והמחשבה. An avon thinks carefully over what he's about to say. The impact, the first order of consequence, the second order of consequence, the third, before he says anything. And, the, and he's not quick to answer. He thinks very carefully. The, um, when I used to speak to Mayor Soloveitchik, it used to be like uh, very, very difficult because you would ask him something and then there would be silence. And he would just sit and he would look and... It, And you would think his mind is wandering, you think he's preparing his shear, he would just sit, and it could be like for three or four minutes in that silence. And then he would start speaking, and oh my goodness, the, the wisdom was like mind-blowing, mind-blowing. Like he answered things in ways you couldn't have conceived possible before you asked them. So it's not just that he undid the question, not that he solved the problem. He relearned the issue in such a way that there was no problem. <coughs> and then you would say something else, and there would be silence. That's how he would. And, and this is what he was doing, carefully thinking and working things out before he spoke. <coughs> the Meiri is a bit upset with Rabbi Yona. So the Meiri says, Shlomo HaMelech is not telling the fool how to fool people into thinking he's smart. That's not what, what Shlomo HaMelech is about. But if people do have an opinion about somebody that is not smart, they'll agree that when he keeps quiet, he's a chokham. Because they'll assume he's keeping quiet because of fear of making a mistake. That's a wisdom. And here, interestingly, the Meir, you know, the Meir is a Rishon from the 13th century, uh, Provence, south of France, who we only discovered le- less than 100 years ago. Uh, he was quoted in the Shittim Ukubetzis a few times, so we knew that he existed. But we got his complete manuscripts, the whole, the, the Beis HaBechira on the whole of Shas has been found in the last 100 years. Um, and there's an interesting dispute between the Chazanish and the Mishnaburah. The Chazanish says, since it hasn't gone through centuries of, of professional criticism, like any other region, uh, it doesn't have the same standing in Halacha the Me'iri. Because who knows if, there's, um, if there are mistakes in it. If you, it normally, if a Rishon has gone through generations of learning, then it, then it becomes uh, it's like peer acceptance. Then it becomes like peer-reviewed. Then we can take it as, as fact. Uh, so the Chazanish wouldn't paskin based on the Me'iri, but the Mishabrura does. The Mishabrura paskins based on the Me'iri. And this is the Me'iri, and he quotes Ibn Gviril, which I've never seen before in a, a Rishon, quoting Ibn Gviril. Ibn Gviril was 11th century, that's you know, Rashi's time, early, early. Um, and he was a poet-philosopher, uh, born in Malaga in the south of Spain, uh, died at 37, a very young man, but had written a lot. And you see that he has universal acclaim All the streets in Eretz Yisrael named after Ibn Gvirol. It's not because he was a Godel by Yisrael, but because he was such a great philosopher and, 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 and poet. Uh, and, and he quotes here from Ibn Gvirol, which is really interesting. Ibn Gvirol says, when you're lacking Musa, when you don't know how to behave in a situation, just keep quiet. You'll find that that works. Just keep quiet. Don't say anything. 
Uh, and so he goes on to, to develop the ideas. We don't have time to go through the whole, but you can go through it yourself. The, the piece of Meiri, it's beautiful. But the importance of understanding the role of, of shtika, of listening, of hearing, and that means silencing your mind as well. So you're not busy thinking and judging and analyzing, just taking in, just hearing. You can analyze later, you can figure it out later, but while your mind is busy analyzing, you're missing what's being said. And whether it's being said verbally or you're learning something in a text, the idea of, of lishmoa, to listen. And what do we say in the Ayav Rabba? Lishmoa, lilmod, lilamid. The first thing you have to do before you can even learn is to hear. The, and lishmoa means the depth, the essence of it. To be able to hear the essence of it. Then you can learn. And then you can teach it to others. But the first step is lishmoa. And we're very poor at lishmoa. We're not naturally good at, at lishmoa. Because as Rabbi Yonah said, there's such a thrill in, in hearing your voice in giving your opinion, in asking a question. So we like to do that rather than to really listen carefully. And the important part of, of, of listening in is that the listener plays an important part, as we've often discussed, in the development of the idea too. If you're talking to somebody, even if you're just telling them a maisa, you're telling them about something about your life, or you're telling them an idea, and they're listening actively, and you can see from the expression on their face, the panim reflects what's happening in the panim. If inside you, you're curious, you're trying to hear, that your face will express that curiosity. And there's chokhmah in that. That means you're curious. And if a person is showing curiosity, then the speaker is able to reveal more, is able to access more, is able to talk about more. So when you're listening to somebody, it's a great gift to listen to somebody without one eye on your phone and one eye on your computer screen and doing something else at the same time. Even if you're talking on the phone, somebody can tell totally whether you're multitasking or you're listening. Lishmaya, are you listening? Are you hearing? Are you hearing the tone of voice? Are you hearing the unsaid? Are you hearing what's between the words? That's what lishmaya means, to hear it all. And we're not, we're not that good at, good at that, but when we do that, we add kirks, as we've often talked about, even in a shir, or when an artist is performing, the way that people listen adds to the chokhmah, it adds to the wisdom of what's being said, because it's, uh, to, to talk to an individual who's not really present is, a, is terrible, it's a horrible feeling. But to talk to a person who is totally present is great intimacy, and it enables one to unravel and to clarify in ways that one can't always clarify on one's own. That's how a chavrusa works. One talks, the other listens, the other listens, the other talks, and that one listens. That talking and listening, that's why we learn in chavrusa. You can't learn on your own. You need a listener. You need a hearer. And it's now in, in methods of, of learning and understanding, there's, there's great emphasis is put on the need to be able to explain it to somebody else because that's when you really hear it. That's when you really understand it, when you're able to explain it to somebody else. So being that somebody who's listening uh, as part of the learning process is an important part of the Chochmah, of the Chochmah Satayra.